Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 39. A huge thank you goes out to everyone who supported the launch of my new book, Unstoppable, Nine Principles for Unlimited Success in Business and in Life. We have now become an international bestseller, number one in 30 different categories, 11 of which are international. So thank you. And to those of you that haven't gotten your copy yet, pause this episode and head on over to Amazon today and grab your copy of Unstoppable, Nine Principles for Unlimited Success in in business and in life. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio. I am your host, Kelly Roach, and I am super excited to be here today with Timothy Dearborn. Timothy, welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you for having me, Kelly. And just to give everybody a little bit of background on Timothy, and I'm sure he's going to share a bit of his journey, um, Timothy is actually the head of sales training for Facebook in the Americas. And just a little bit about his background, he's gone from leading teams and coaching them on how to be the best they can be to taking over sales training to have a larger impact on the overall organization. He believes in hiring based on the chemistry of the team rather than hiring a solo star, and he is a father first and loves to travel, read, and take chances. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. So that's <laughs> that's an exciting role that you have there at Facebook and obviously a very important one. Um, tell our guests a little bit about your career journey and what brought you to the role that you're in today. Sure, definitely. I, um, like everybody else that lives in New York that came out of college in the early 2000s, you typically go to finance. Um, so I started off working in Wall Street and loved it down there, like loved the kind of that locker mentality, the camaraderie, that open, honest, and constructive kind of setting. And ultimately, I just I found myself going into sales because I loved conversation. I loved meeting people, um, loved kind of building relationships and driving impact on people's business as long as I really believed in what we were positioning or selling or, or offering. Sure. Um, so, I, yeah, so I started off at Yahoo in terms of like true sales experience, selling, uh, advertising there, so media, landscape search, uh, all the kind of like the old school stuff. Was there for a couple of years, loved it, loved selling, knew I wanted to go into leadership because I liked helping people. And then ultimately found my way over at LinkedIn where we helped build out their first kind of New York office for their sales teams. And then here I am today in terms of just coaching and training. Um, I think that for me, you know, leadership is great. Sales is wonderful. I love it. It just calls to me. But, you know, in order to have a larger impact, I just felt that, you know, leaders and, and managers are great within their teams. But how could we scale that and have a bigger impact than helping the individuals and helping the teams? And to me, that really comes through through coaching and training and education. So it's kind of just how I landed here where I just felt, okay, like where can I have the most impact? Take my background and ultimately do something that I love. Okay, great. No, love it. Okay, so you're over there at Facebook. You're the head of sales training for the Americas. So, you know, talk to us a little bit about what you believe are, you know, say the top three to five things that are going to lead to either entrepreneurial or business success when it comes to selling. Sure. I The first thing that to me is, and, and touching on this, is going out of your comfort zone Right? It's very easy to kind of do what you know best and stick to the things that you do on a day-to-day basis. But you know, really kind of just trusting your gut and knowing that like it's okay to go and kind of just challenge some things and, and try some. I, I, I'll take it back. I liken it more to if you're sitting in a classroom and a teacher asks a question and you know the answer but you don't want to raise your hand because you feel kind of like, oh, I don't want to raise my hand. 
you know, it's a mentality of like, always raise your hand, right? Always go for it. You have nothing to lose. If you get it wrong, so what, right? At least you tried and you can learn from it rather than just never knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, that's like the, the first one, right? Just going out of your comfort zone. And then the second one is, is self-awareness. You know, I think in so many times in terms of whether you're an entrepreneur, you're a leader, you're a salesperson, you're an HR, whatever it might be, you know, we often take feedback all the time, right? It's just in the nature of what we do as within mm-hmm. our jobs. And the more self-aware you are in terms of what your strengths and weaknesses are allows you to really, I think, grow tremendously within your career because of that, right? If you're not self-aware and somebody gives you feedback or tells you no, you know, you get very defensive and it's just like a natural reaction to kind of push back or fight back. But if you're self-aware, I think you can really take it and, you know, talk about it and question it, of course, but at the same time, like really think about, okay, you know what, they, they are kind of right. It is leaning towards something that, you know, maybe we don't offer them from a product standpoint, or maybe I am not responding well in, in whatever that situation might be. So those to me are like the two, two kind of key areas in terms of like that success metric. You know, if you can kind of own those, then you should be good. And of course, you know, prep, hard work, like the traditional stuff. Um, and the one thing that I always kind of like stick to a lot is like that genuine factor. You know, in sales, we get a very bad rep because of like years and years ago of like that used car salesman versus, right. you know, what I think sales is today. So, you know, that that just likability factor, right? Uh, people can read right through anybody. You know, we all have really good intuition, you know, and if you get that vibe from someone where they just, it doesn't feel right or they don't feel like they have your best interest in mind from like a sales perspective, you're you're not going to win them over, right? You have to You have to click with the people that you're you know, offering something to, working next to, um, that to me is like really what's going to drive your success. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. So really good there. We, we talked about getting out of your comfort zone and being self-aware. Yeah. And I, of course, you know, the, the genuine factor is is absolutely the, the overlay, I think, for all long-term sustainable success, right? So you can get yeah. maybe a short-term, you know, quick hit or a quick win. But if you want to sustain it over time, it, it's it's got to be the full package. So tell me a little bit what you have been able to do in terms of really inspiring greatness amongst your team there and what that really looks like on a day-to-day basis like what are the things that you live by as a leader that you believe trickles down into your organization and and inspires greatness amongst the team there sure yeah it's it's, you know it's been a really interesting ride coming over to facebook It's, it's such a wonderful company and when i was at linkedin you know i was managing teams globally and we had you know over 100 people that were reporting into different managers reporting it to me so to go from that kind of size and going over to Facebook where I'm managing a team of around seven or eight people that are impacting sales you know, across all the different, you know, the Americas, it's really been eye-opening in terms of just like how I, how I got accustomed to managing to really being more like, you know, in the field, you know, in the trenches with them, like really diving in because also I really wanted to learn the product and learn Facebook and how they position themselves. Otherwise, I don't think I could really drive impact unless I really understood the business or understand the business. So... You know, in terms of that, like it's 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 being open, honest, and constructive, right? It's knowing that, you know, I I know what I know. If I don't know something, I'm going to say I don't know it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to try and find out what those answers are and, and try to help my team solve things. And the biggest thing that I always rely on is the the question why, right? No matter what the question is that comes to me, I always kind of go back to it with a why. And even when I first started leading sales teams back uh, at LinkedIn. You know, I always pose a question on teams because we're building out a team that literally went from zero to three to 17 in the span of about two months that we grew that team. 
And so many questions. What are we doing? What's our goal? What's this? So we solved for all that. And then there were just personal development questions. And, you know, it's very easy to give somebody an answer, or at least what you think the answer is. But to challenge them back and say, hey, why are you trying to figure this out? Where are you coming from with that? You know, just why? It gets people to start thinking. And going back to just before with the genuine side of things, right? Like the team always knows that I have good and positive intent, no matter what team I'm working with. Right. Um, I lay all my cards out, right? There's no kind of sugarcoating any. I mean, there's no sugarcoating. There's no hiding. Um, you know, so I really I like to push people. And you know, I I believe in you know the mentality of like that first in kind of last out. But I also disagree with it because I think that it you know work life balance is so crucial. And I think it's maximizing the time that you have within the day. So if you're challenging yourself all day long and trying to improve your team and yourself, then your team's going to follow that, right? They're going to follow that mindset. And it's, you know, if you think about all the courses you've ever taken in, in your life in terms of, you know, elementary school, to high school, to college, you know, you only really remember a handful of teachers that you mm-hmm. learned from. and. Right. A lot of it's kind of why. Why do you remember them, right? You don't remember the material. You don't remember what you learned, you know, that second semester of your sophomore year in your, you know, European history course that focused on World War II. You remember the teacher and you remember the way they made you feel. And to me, that is the most important part around leadership, being a human being. You know, it's our interaction with each other. So, so true. when your team feels good, they, they respond very, very well to that, whether your team's two or 2,000. Yeah, no, I mean, I couldn't agree more. It really is. And I, and I believe that about every aspect of life, it, it, the energy that you bring and the feeling that you leave people with when they've been in your presence is lasting, um, whether positively or negatively, right? And so we all have a choice to control that and to be the best that we can be in everything that we do. And absolutely, I think that that's, you know, critical for anyone that's in a leadership position, or especially someone that's trying to build their own business, because the stakes are even even higher, right, when it's your make or break, it's your bank account that is going to um, be impacted directly by your ability to inspire others and, and lead people to to action. Um, Absolutely. That's not, uh, that's not monopoly money. That's your money. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. So one of the things that I find fascinating, and I talk about this a lot on Unstoppable Success Radio, is, you know, I think with the rise of internet marketing, I know for me, Facebook is my number one source of traffic, leads, and new clients. And um, I'm always, you know, I've always been my background is in traditional sales. My background before starting my business was in leading and growing teams for a Fortune 500 company um, and specifically in training people on sales. And so I've always believed that it's so important to match your marketing with a really fantastic conversion strategy and that traditional selling has never lost its place. And I think when people try to replace traditional sales with marketing only, you really sell yourself short. Because I think the true value and where the kind of explosion of growth comes from is when you have this targeted traffic, but then you have this amazing conversion strategy where you take that traffic that you've now generated and you have a real human being um, that can have a dialogue with people and, and convert it into paying clients. So I would love to hear a little bit of your philosophy around that. Sure. I think, you know, it, it goes back to a couple of different things, right? Like quality versus quantity. You know, the old school kind of, not old school ways, but like the direct mail campaigns and getting people to respond to emails and stuff like that. 
you know, there has to be a human being component to it. And there has to be that feeling of like, okay, there's somebody on the other end versus just marketing driving something. All right, marketing, at most companies, they do a wonderful, wonderful job of portraying whatever messages that you're trying to push out there. And whether it's an email campaign, whether it's an event, or whatever it might be, or just a, a product rollout or anything, like, they do wonderful jobs. But there has to be somebody else kind of tied to it. And I, I, I think in, in just my experience in the, in, over the past you know, years is that you know, while marketing is pushing such amazing things, the, the, the challenge becomes more around the communication, right? Mm-hmm. Because if sales isn't up to date with what marketing's pushing out, it's not necessarily saying marketing's doing this, right? It's coming from somewhere. But there has to be that communication because otherwise you just look confused. And, you, and if you're not lockstep with each other and in sync with each other, you know, it's, it's tough to kind of position yourself as like a, as an expert, right? So if you're a small company, you know, I remember when I had my cupcake shop years ago, when I used to work at Yahoo, I did that on the side. And we were coming up with like the marketing kind of pitch as to how do we go out there. And it was, this was kind of right when Facebook was getting big. This is probably almost like 10 years ago. And we went with a very old school approach where we went out with flyers in a local neighborhood. And the idea behind it was like, okay, we know what we're doing. We know how we're going about it. Let's just try a different approach. And people responded so well to that. Like they came in with the flyers. They were like, hey, here you go. Um, you know, because we use it as like leverage, right? Like bring this flyer, get, you know, kind of a, a hookup there. So there's so many different ways that marketing kind of plays into it. And it's understanding from all angles, right? If you're a small company, you are all those things, right? Your sales, your marketing, your finance, your HR. Um, but when you're a larger company, it's that communication, and making sure that you know what's coming or what's on the radar, whether it's an event or a push, um, you know, whatever it might be. Like, you just have to know because then sales can piggyback off of that or get ahead of it. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's what's crucial is that that disconnect happens and that's where companies falter at times. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, for me, coaching entrepreneurs, you know, being that that's that's what I do in my business, what I see a lot of times is, you know, that many entrepreneurs businesses become so heavily weighted in marketing, and no longer focus on sales. And then they're really disappointed, you know, in in the results of that, because, you know, obviously, it takes testing and refinement and precision um, to to leverage technology and to get the results that you want from marketing. Um, But until you build a pretty, you know, large platform where you can do attraction marketing and have people convert solely from that, it is important to have that conversion strategy as well. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit. My definition of sales is a transfer of inspiration. I believe that when you are doing your job of selling, whether you're selling as a leader, a message to your team, or whether you're selling a product or service on behalf of your organization, that all sales is, is it's your ability to use the right language and emotions to connect with people in such a way that you inspire them to action. Um, Tell me a little bit about how you inspire your team to action. What does that look like for you? It's wow. That's just a loaded question. I, you know, we used to have this saying. You know, it's interesting. There are so many wonderful leaders here at Facebook, and as I'm starting to get to meet a lot of them and get to you know learn more about where they're coming from, what their ideas are. When I was in before this, when I was at LinkedIn, you know, there was a guy by the name of Brian Frank who was one of the head leads there. Um, Really, really smart guy, incredible guy. And we had this slogan on my team, my first team that I had where it was, good job doing your job. It was just a simple quote, you know, and it really, it came about because 
one of the first people on the team, the first time we ever had it, they hit quota. And he was so excited. Everything was great. He was like, oh, yeah, that's good. It was like, yeah, good job doing your job. Like, you're supposed to hit quota. Now go above and do that. Right, You know, so right, I think yeah. it was kind of like this mindset of like, you're supposed to do that, that right? You're yeah, that was the bare minimum. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It's, it was like, it was just one of those moments as like, as a first time leader at the time, where I was like, something just clicked. Mm-hmm. And there was like this, this inspiration, right? We talk a lot about inspiration, motivation all across the board, right? And we used to have this conversation a lot when I was at LinkedIn, like, can everybody inspire? Like, can, is inspiration, like, what are the forms of it? How does it happen? And, you know, it's, it's different amongst everybody, right? Like, you can go and watch the movie Rudy, you know, about the football player at, who played in Notre Dame back in the 70s, who was incredibly small for what the rest of the players were. And his story, when he got on the field, it's inspiring. And, you know, you can look at somebody that gives a motivational speech, right? Does that have a long-lasting impact? Maybe, maybe not. I think there's a real clear difference, right? Like, inspiration is a lifetime. That is something that moves people. Motivation is a halftime speech, right? right? It's what gets yes. you over that hump yeah. to get to what you need to get to, mm-hmm. you know? And I think as leaders, we all have that, right? I've had guys that I've led where it's like, okay, let's give that motivational kind of kick and get them to get above their quota, and they'll be good to go. And the others was more the mindset, right? The, the, the good job doing your job. The, the team chemistry, like me jumping on calls and like taking calls for them. We would do role plays. We, you know, we just, we built this kind of machine and people just bought into it, right? Because again, it goes back to the being genuine and knowing that if you take people out of their comfort zone, but they trust you when you're doing that, great things will happen. Perfect. I love it. It's it's so true. So, you know, you have this team. You are obviously one of the most important things with driving, you know, sales performance, I believe, is, you know, giving confidence, helping your team to build their confidence in themselves and in the brand that they're supporting. And one of the questions I get from entrepreneurs all the time is, you know, how do I improve my confidence? How do I build my confidence? And I have my answer that I give over and over again, but I also like to add ask other leaders and other people that are responsible for teaching and growing salespeople because as an entrepreneur, you are a salesperson. You're a salesperson for your own company. And until you see yourself in that way, you're probably going to struggle to you know, improve and, and achieve the sales goals that you want to. So tell me a little bit about how you would tell someone to go about improving their confidence or how you do currently help your team members at Facebook to improve their level of confidence, whether on the phones or in person or whatever the case. Sure. <clears throat> For me, it would really be around, you know, to improve your confidence, it's like anything else in life, right? If you go to the gym one time and, you know, three weeks later, like maybe your confidence peaked a little bit for that day, like you felt good. But if you didn't go for the remaining three weeks, like there's, you're back to where you were before you went. But if you continue to go and, and exercise and feel healthy, it's such like a freeing thing for your mind that it's just, it's, it's a repetition, it's a practice. So I think in terms of just like, you know, building that confidence, it's what I always do with teams is always kind of like, what are you passionate about, right? What are you challenged with? What are the things that you're struggling with that we can get you over that hurdle, right? Because if you're in that comfort zone, you know what you're good at, you stick to that because it's what you know, but does your confidence ever really peak? And then you hit that thin line of that confidence and arrogance, right? And 
you don't want to go across to the arrogance because, again, going back, like people can read right through the BS. They know when you're being genuine mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. So it's it's to the gym part. It's like it's just that continuously doing something and, and improving yourself will build your confidence. So like whether or not it's going and doing a public speaking session, if it's something that you feel like you're challenged with that you can't do that well but mm-hmm. you know will help you become that much better. Uh, if it's to go running in the morning, right? Like getting up that extra, you know, a couple hours earlier to go exercise, uh, pivoting to eat, right? Like it's not just about that nine to five. Like it's really so much of what your life is because if you feel confident in your life, you know, it's going to roll over into work and vice versa, right? If you feel confident in your work, it's going to roll over into your personal life. Oh, absolutely. And that's how I've, yeah, and that's how I've always looked at it. Like once I started leading, like I really, I never read any books, you know, I never said like, oh, I need to do this to do that in the beginning. Like I really just wanted to understand the people that were on my team that we were hiring for. I knew I wanted to hire for chemistry first and that was it just because I've seen so many different teams and that was kind of like my goal and we literally put together this kind of like sandlot team of like very different walks of life and they just skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. And not to say that that's always going to work but I, I feel like it really will work more than other situations. So it's just it's that work life, you know, it's, it's just, are you happy in your personal life? You know, there's always those moments where things will happen and, and bad things will happen and great things will happen. But if you can push yourself to do these things that will just make you happier and knowing that like that moment when I said earlier, kind of like raise your hand in that classroom. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to just kind of coast through life and coast through, you know, class or coast through your job and fly under the radar. But why do that? Especially when you're in, the, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, or you're in sales. Like, if it's sitting in your head, go for it. You know, just address it and attack it. Yeah, yeah. No, couldn't agree more. I mean, I think as entrepreneurs in the current day and age that we live in, everyone wants <laughs> that instant gratification and and really yeah. kind of expects that of themselves. Like, I did a webinar once. Like, why can't I do a $500,000, <laughs> you know, launch? Or, you know, I worked so hard on this product and no one wants to buy it. Or, you know, I've been, you know, I've been doing a podcast every week for so many weeks and, you know, people aren't coming. You know, and I think that we forget that the the big basic laws, you know, for example, it takes 10,000 hours to perfect a skill, you know, it still takes 10,000 hours just because we have the internet. And just because our pace of life is so much quicker, that doesn't mean that we don't still need to go through the actual motions of developing that skill set. And I think sometimes we're very hard on ourselves, expecting and thinking that there should be an instantaneous response for something that we're doing, or an immediate result for something that we're doing rather than allowing ourselves to actually develop the skill set and and grow through repetition and through you know letting our confidence build by the actual time of executing it right absolutely yeah i couldn't have said it better myself (laughs) yeah no that's great so um share share with the listeners you know this is unstoppable success radio so you know share with the listeners some of your best tips for lifelong success whether it's you know business life whatever the case um and maybe some you know i don't know if you have a story um from your own career you know that's been really monumental for you in terms of transformation or getting to where you are today sure yeah i you know i the first part of that, you know, it's there's so many different things around, you know, being successful and just driving. And I think, you know, relationships matter are so crucial to being successful, right? So, like, 
when you when you're going through your career and you're building those relationships and meeting new people, whether or not they're your boss, your boss's boss, a colleague, a cross-functional partner, a customer, you know, it's it's crucial to just understand what what's in their mindset, right? There's always two sides to every story. There's always two kind of personalities coming out, right? There's yours, and then it's the person that you're speaking with, and you know, I, I find that you know, for me, one of the bigger challenges was, you know, or not big, you know, not a challenge, more of like an aha moment was I love sales, but I had to really believe in the company and, and whatever it is that we are that we're selling and or the mission at least. And you know, so when you work at a company where you don't really believe or buy into it, you know, it's really tough to build those relationships. And it goes back into the confidence, right? It goes back into all these different things that we just kind of talked about. Um, but you know, building those strong relationships, I think, are the key is the single most important key to being successful. Um, and then just again, being self-aware, like that to me is crucial. And it doesn't come overnight. We can all say that we're self-aware, but at the end of the day, like we might not be, right? Right. And yep. It's tough. It's tough when you're not, and somebody gives you feedback, and it's like, wait, what are you talking about? Like I'm perfect. Everything's fine. Yeah. But <laughs> it's when <so> you. <laughs> But when you know, like, you know what, yeah, I do have a, a bit of a limp in my leg. Or, right. you know what, I do tend to stutter. Like, I, I personally, I speak fast. I'm a New Yorker. I'm from here. And, you know, two of the, the bigger challenging moments in, in my life were one was when I was in college and I was in this communications course. And it was like, you know, I was a history major in college, right? It was either going to be a lawyer or a teacher. Um, obviously, went into finance. And now here I am in sales. And so it all makes sense. But what I did in this communications course is that I didn't really prep for this presentation that I had to give. And it was, I, the topic was around kind of just like, what are you passionate about? And I was like, oh, I can go in and wing this. Because I, I do, I like to speak, I like to talk with people and learn more about them. But I had never done it in front of others on like a stage type of setting. And there was, I think, maybe like 10 or 15 people in the class. And I remember when I got up in front of them, I literally like band-aids this, you know, put this deck together to like help as a backdrop. And I was like, okay, I can do this. And I got up there and I couldn't even get the words out of my mouth. Like I just froze. And I was just like, oh no. <laughs> you know, it's like it was one of those moments where I was like, okay, like life lesson, learn, move, improve from this. And, you know, it was just it's something that I talk about. Like whenever I'm speaking or anything where I'm just talking about just lessons and stuff along those lines, like that to me is the one. Right. It's because I'm honest with myself and like, you know what? I wasn't ready. I wasn't prepared to do that. Like I had no idea what I was in for in terms of getting in front of a group of 15, you know, and then when you fast forward 10 or 15 years later, you know, and I'm presenting to people, whether it's a group of 50 or 2000, you know, it's, you have to, you have to know what your audience is. You have to feel comfortable in doing that. You have to prep, you have to practice, you have to make sure whatever it is that you're going to do or say, whether it's a presentation about your company, whether it's to talk about, you know, something like this, right, what we're doing here or whatever it might be. Like, you have to be ready for it. Um, so it was just one of those moments where I was like, you know, now where I am in my career, I'm going to leverage that moment when I was, you know, 20 <laughs> right. and talk about it, right? Like, we've all been there. We've all had those moments where we froze or, you know, messed up. And I've messed up plenty of times and I know we all have. And that's okay, right? As long as you learn from it, that's all that matters. Right. Um, and then the other one was just around when I took over my first global team, you know, I speak fast. And my boss at the time, he was like, listen, he's like, you're going to be great at this. 
He's like, everything's going to be awesome. You're going to love it. You're going to be great for the region. He's like, but slow the F down. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I was like, okay. <laughs> so it's, it became something for me that, you know, it took me a little bit to get to, right? Because like I can talk you know, in a normal conversation. I can talk with my friends and family here in New York or colleagues wherever. But when you're going into a completely new region, especially when LinkedIn was, you know, basically we were hubbed out of uh, Ireland. We had all these people from different languages speaking there. Um, you know, like they couldn't understand me. Like I didn't want them to be like, who the hell is this guy? So it really took a lot of practice for me to slow myself down. Um, so that's just it. It's that self-awareness. Like, you know, okay. And I knew it, right? It wasn't shocking when he told me. I wasn't like, what are you talking about? I don't speak so fast. Like, I know right, I do. And right. I, I'm completely open about it. So that's me like the two kind of like two areas I feel like those are, that's what drives success, right? Your relationships and the self-awareness. And then, you know, the other parts are the obvious ones, right? Are you genuine? <laughs> um, and then just, you know, the life lessons are like, it's okay, make mistakes, practice, you know, get better at it. It's completely fine. I think oftentimes we make a mistake and people will crumble from that. Right. And you don't want that to happen. There's too much talent. There's too many good people out there and you want to make sure they feel okay with that, right? Yeah. There's a stupid mistake and you don't want people to do that. But, you know, when you feel like you're ready for something and you don't get it, like it's looking back and understanding what didn't you prep for? What weren't you really you know, ready to do? And, you know, it's like I if you're a football player, you can't go and do ballet and just because you saw somebody do it on TV. Like that's that's lifetimes of practice. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's the part that we miss is, you know, every overnight success was 15 years in the making. And I say it all the time because it's so important to remember that and to have that perspective in anything, whether it's in business or in life. So I think those are two really great stories and great perspectives to leave the audience with for sure. So, I mean, just as a final note, I know obviously to be in sales, and you mentioned this several times in in the interview today, that, you know, it's so important to you to be passionate about what you're selling and believe in it. So what would you say you're most excited about in terms of where you see things today with Facebook? I mean, obviously, it's Facebook has changed the world. It's changed the way we do business. It's changed the way we connect with people. What makes you most excited about the work that you're doing today? Uh, honestly, it's people that are here. You know, I am. I come in every day and I'm inspired. And whether it's Cheryl or Mark or the people I just sit next to, it's just you're hiring. They're hiring very good people and people that are really, really passionate about what Facebook is doing for the world. And it's it's just such an incredible conversation to listen to as far as being on the sales training side when you're hearing what people are talking with their clients about or just talking about Facebook. You know, my family and friends are always constantly asking, like, what's going on there? They always ask about, like, you know, what's new? What's this? I'm like, no, no, no. Like, it's coming. Don't worry. But <laughs> I, I think it, it's honestly, it's the people, right? They yeah. just, they get it right. It goes back to the chemistry. It goes back to whether or not you're 5,000 or five people. You know, there's just a lot of really, really, really good people um, that are just passionate and hungry. And that's what you need. That's great. I love it. Well, that is a great note to wrap up on. So thank you so much for everything that you shared with our listeners tonight. I really appreciate you being on the show with me here today, Timothy. Yes, this was great. Thank you for having me. You got it. And so for everybody listening, hope you enjoyed the show. And remember to pass it along to a friend if you know someone that can benefit from the great value that we share here at Unstoppable Success Radio. And until next time, I want to remind you to dream big, take action, and don't stop until you make it happen. Thanks so much. 
Are you an entrepreneur or an inspiring entrepreneur that hopes to build a successful six or seven figure business? Head on over to Amazon and grab your copy of my new book, Unstoppable, Nine Principles for Unlimited Success in Business and in Life. This is the roadmap. It's the playbook and the cliff notes that myself and my high-performing clients are using to catapult our business growth and impact our incomes. Grab your copy today by heading on over to Amazon.